0: Well this afternoon we're not bringing you a profile but we are looking at some of the challenges that are faced by the restaurant industry and we're speaking to uh, Grace Harding she's the spokesperson for the collect the, the restaurant collective And um, so she's the spokesperson. She's going to give us a sense of the issues that they've been debating, that they have been looking at because they're encouraging all stakeholders to get involved, to come around the table and to support the restaurant ecosystem, which employs at least half a million people. And the picture that they paint is that with every restaurant that uh, uh, affecting livelihoods, there are hundreds more. They're farmers, SMMEs factories producing syrups and sauces and spices you name it small wholesalers um digital media agencies their designers their shop fitters um pest controllers plumbers electricians delivery platforms all manner of other uh, industries are affected uh, uh, when the restaurant industry is unable uh, to to survive or to exist in a meaningful sort of way. So to represent their common interests and the challenges that are confronting uh, the sit-down restaurant industry, they have formed the Restaurant Collective and it is a non-profit uh, no-fee group um, that seeks to unify the voices of all sit-down restaurants in South Africa uh, to work with government, to work with landlords as well as banks to affect permanent change and what they say equitable policies that affect restaurants and that is what we'll be looking at so the spokesperson for the group um, is ocean baskets um the ceo grace harding joining us but in the her capacity as the spokesperson for the restaurant collective so she joins us now to address the challenges and the things that they have put forward grace really thank you so much for joining us um, thank you for your time today
1: Thank you. Thank you for a great summary.
0: Ah, thanks. I think looking at what you put out it it really does bring to the fore a number of areas that need to be addressed and um mm-hmm. i'm inviting our listeners to be a part of this conversation as well where are you right now as the sit down restaurant industry give me a sense of the sentiment the emotions and also just on the practical business side what can you what can you tell us
1: mm-hmm. Thanks. So let, let's start about with the people. You know, so often we speak about business as if it's this thing that produces this money and with all language that is not really relatable. So the restaurant, sit-down restaurant industry, I think must have so many entrepreneurs. Uh, if you think of your favorite restaurant down the road and your favorite sit-down coffee shop, that is all started by true entrepreneurs who employ a couple of people and who buy goods from local, you know, wholesalers and and mom and pop shops down the road. In all honesty, if I just look at the people we engage with, which is our franchisees and some other people, I can honestly say that the feelings range from absolute desperation to anger to a lot of borderline terrible emotional problems because it's like the livelihood has just been taken. So the small business industry is really the one being hit here. The restaurants don't make gazillions every year. They're really part of the entrepreneurs of South Africa. And I think sometimes we we get lost amongst the noise of the big, incredible fast food businesses Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. other kinds of restaurants. And our needs are so specific because a sit-down environment is different. It's fantastic to open for deliveries we won't make uh, not even 10,000 rand a day because our, our model is built to welcome people to sit and relax. Yeah. So that is the impact it's having. UIF can't cope with all the claims. A lot of restaurateurs I know have taken personal loads to just even give their, their crew a couple of hundred rand a month to just stay alive. So Hmm. it almost feels like we're starting to eat ourselves. So that's the the, the human side. The business side is now is the time that, and you know, Churchill said, never let a good crisis go unnoticed. Now is the time that we need to really work together with everybody. We don't believe in all these words like lobbying. Everybody is in survival mode. I have a lot of compassion for the landlords as well. You know, they've got debt to pay. They've got properties standing vacant. Mm. It's not an easy time. Times were tough even before this. So all we are saying is imagine if we all come together, banks, landlords, sit-down restaurants, whoever else impacts on this, even to talk about how we can pay wages in a more innovative way mm-hmm. instead of just throwing out minimum wages. Let's so let's talk
0: together let's, yeah so let's look at this let's look at the things you have objectives very clear objectives yeah. and you've yeah. also put forward areas that you would like to have conversations around reimagining a, a new approach to different areas in running the business so your yeah. your objectives as outlined are to create a healthy sit-down restaurant industry to ensure longevity you want to build a safe enjoyable environment for customers you want to encourage you know more entrepreneurship across the restaurant value chain and also to contribute to the country's economy. Um, and this is driven by some really well-known names. Yourselves as uh, Ocean Basket, there's uh, famous brands, uh, signature brands, there's Tash, which is and Tasha's is, uh, is part of that. There's Akumzi, um, and Signature Restaurant. There's Colcaccio, Doppio Zero, uh, Pisa, Vino, Fornos. You know, all of these are well-known brands and names that uh, mm. many families across the country have supported. And um, you have a, a first draft of the points that you are working on as a collective uh, to bring people around the table to to discuss. Um, so the mm. first issue is around landlord landlords, the stakeholder of the landlord. What are some of the issues when it comes to landlords?
1: I think we need to have a conversation with them to discuss their model, Um, like taking into account what they need and what we need. So the principle is really simple. It's a principle that says, how do we work together so that while we're all trying to get back on our feet, we share the money in in a reasonable way. So some landlords, and, you know, landlord is everyone from a man who owns a building to a huge group. Yes. So, for example, we had a letter from a big landlord group the other day to one of our franchisees to say, no problem, for May you must just pay me 55% of your rent. Hmm. But, you know, it's it's nearly the middle of May we haven't made five cents. Hmm. Hmm. So, those the old way of doing business, which is, you know, you win, I lose, and we're going to negotiate. I think those words we must throw away. We must say... How do we get together? We have to restart this thing and say, okay, you've got expenses, we've got expenses. The minute we start making a living, of course we want to pay rent. We don't want it for free. But I think we've all got to be flexible about our financial model and that's why we need the banks because it's the whole system. It's very nice to say to a landlord be flexible, but his bank is shouting at him every day to pay a loan in the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... We can't just keep on relying on handouts from government or handouts from people. We so, have to be accountable to work together. So what are you what asking for from from the landlords? So as
0: you say, are, when there hasn't been any income into a business, how can you possibly yes. expect me to pay, even if it's 55, a reduced rate on, on the rent? So during this time and post the lockdown?
1: The philosophy is if we're not making money, we can't pay rent. Okay. Yeah, So yeah. that's number one. So don't expect rent right now. Don't expect rent. A lot of us are saying we understand that you still have to keep the lights on. So we are paying utilities, which yeah. I think is very fair mm-hmm. because electricity is running. Then we want to say we will pay a percentage. So we will pay you a percentage of turnover, which is safe for everybody. But of course the landlords are going to get less money because I'm not sure that when, whatever, we are open as a full sit-down restaurant, which, praise everybody in the heavens, it's not going to be in September. But we won't be mm. back to normal immediately. How many of our customers have been retrenched? Mm. So we, what we want from the land will be simple. Let us negotiate and discuss a fair way to pay you. And as we climb, you climb. Mm-hmm. Because 5% of 100 is a little bit, and 5% of 1,000 is a little bit more. And we climb together. So a fixed That's rental, you'd asking. like to
0: see a fixed rental be percentage, a thing of a the past. So it should be a Absolutely. percentage of your earnings.
1: Yeah. The fixed rental thing is a thing of the past. You know, also to consider the mall environment has changed. Yeah. So many years ago, um, you know, people came to malls. They had to do their shopping. They had to buy their groceries. Now, that was already changing. Since COVID, we've all learned to do so much online. I mean, I would even have a hairdresser who's consulting online on colouring your hair. Mm, mm. So, I mean, she's delivering you the hair colour and she's saying, right, now I'm going to teach you how to colour your own hair. But the one thing people cannot do online is sit down and have a meal and a conversation.
0: Yes, and as you point out, I think it's important that, as you say, you bring a lot of what connects people part of having a sit down restaurant is the social aspect which we need as 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 human beings but let's also look at the delivery Um, At the Mm. moment, uh, you can deliver, restaurants can deliver. We spoke to Mm. a restaurateur today from Soweto. We spoke to another restaurateur DW1113, last week, Mm. Uh, Native Mm. Rebels today. They've Mm. pivoted, they are delivering. But this isn't Mm. a model that sit-down restaurants can easily do because it simply doesn't make uh, financial sense.
1: Yeah, well, the, the financial model and the entire restaurant model is not built around. it. So a big yes. cost of delivery is packaging. So, of course, we do delivery, and some of our restaurants are trying it out. We cannot just not try anything, but we can't allow people to make a little bit of money and the expenses go over the top because we've got to get our crew to the restaurant. Mm. You know, our mm. restaurants have to be fired up, mm. and we're not built that way, whereas the fast food environments, they are built to be lean and mean and, you know, it's a different model. Mm. So there are some restaurants trying it out, absolutely. Um, and there are a lot who aren't. But delivery is about 10% of our business wow. on average. Yes, some restaurants do more, absolutely. But um, if I speak to some of the individual restaurateurs, or even to uh, Tasha's, Natasha is part of our collective, very strong voice. I mean, they... That's not a takeaway business, you know. That's be- that's the place I want to go and sit and have a meal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The landlords they need us because malls will be reframed. A mall's going to be a place where people come to hang out, not to buy stuff. Hmm. You know, um, it's uh, going to change. I mean, what Faith Popcorn said this in I think two thousand and nine or something. Yeah, she said, you know, people are not going to go places to buy stuff. They're going to go places to be together to play to have fun, to be
0: entertained. So let's turn our attention now to government and the types of conversations that need to be had uh, with government. There are quite a few. There's health and safety, VAT, UIF, uh, Mm. labor labour matters Mm. as well. Mm. Um, Mm. What are the challenges there and the things that you feel need to be changed, tweaked, modified to respond to the moment?
1: So the first thing is, I mean, it really would be great if the government would, you know, because they are our CEOs, the government is the boss of us, if they would say, okay, guys, landlords, banks, everyone, you are going to sit together and you are going to negotiate off this platform without becoming a dictatorship. You know, in terms of our dream, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if uh, we could reduce that for a while while people get on their feet? But that's not going to happen. The government needs their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of labour, I think that it is important to create standards for every industry, but I only understand our industry. So to sit down and say, instead of just dishing out a minimum wage that could potentially not be managed by a too. let us sit together and work out the best and fairest way to remunerate everyone. And remember, remuneration is not just about money. Mm. Perhaps we talk about something with transport? Why don't we work with a taxi association and say, right, if you travel more than this often, there's a special card. Mm-mm. There's just so much we can do, and I don't have all the ideas. That's why I've called on the incredible brands to support us, and I'm very grateful for all their support. But I know that if we just get around a table, mm. because otherwise all we're doing is, we, you know, we're talking, and they're talking, and this one's talking, and we want to support the government. Yes. So when they say we can open... I want to be able to say on behalf of our collective, we've got training programs. As we speak now, we are already converting our COVID safe training into generic training. And we are going to offer it to all sit-down restaurants. Okay,
0: I want to make and time to, to to also hear from our yeah. listeners. But I found cool. the the point uh, under training interesting, where you say a sure mix of employees uh, yes. m- assure that the mix of employees meets with official standards. Essay versus foreign. So clearly, yes, you're yes. well aware of the yeah. cries or the criticism that the restaurant industry does not yes. employ South Africans.
1: Okay, so number one, that data is still a little bit vague because I've also heard all the restaurants only employ Zimbabweans. You know, like, everybody likes this. Mm. It's not 100% Zimbabwean, it's not even 80% Zimbabwean. So, many restaurants do employ a lot of foreigners and there is a mix. Also, we need government to help us because these guys are coming into the country, they're getting work permits, and they're asking for jobs. And it's sometimes Bob is better than Mary, then you employ Bob. So let us solve it together. We have to solve things together. We also have to uplift the industry. We want to start an academy with apprenticeships so that restauranting isn't just for people who can't find any other work. Mm -mm. We want to grow entrepreneurs so that we don't just have, you know, a certain type of person owning a restaurant. There is so much to be done. But how can we tell us, okay, don't employ these people or these people, but they, they are in our country. What do we do? I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Right. Um, there's Jonathan saying,
0: where can I join the Restaurant Collective? Um, and we'll oh, give okay. those details, but let's go to the lines as well. Mandisi is calling yes. from Bedford View. Hi, Mandisi. Hi, guys.
2: Um, I, 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 I couldn't care what the lady 100%. Um, I, I'm just coming into this in January, I recently bought a franchise, mm. um, so I'm a franchisee myself. And we did com- complete the training and everything, but we were supposed to open just before the lockdown, mm. so that didn't happen. Um, so imagine you have trained your staff members for the You're entire ready to month go. or so. Yeah, we're ready to go. Everything is in place, but we we just couldn't we just couldn't do it. Um, so now we are just waiting now just to get things in order. Mm. Um, but I agree with what she's saying because I also, um, I was also in talks with, with the landlord just now, earlier on today, mm. um, they were actually suggesting what she's suggesting in terms of percentage wise, which, which is, uh, which I think is fair. but at the same time, we haven't even been operational as yet. Your cash tills so,
0: haven't taken in exactly, a cent. So,
2: so
3: mm. Yeah.
2: So, so so, my point is, um, I mean, looking at other creative ways was to say, if I extend my lease instead of ending in uh, okay. 2025 yeah. Jan, yeah. I'd rather have it end 2025 in December okay. so that I can then be able to, in this maybe mm. three, six months or so, mm. I can be able to then start. Generating okay. traffic and feet and everything like that. Yes, but I think this she's it, absolutely right.
0: Yes, no, I, and, and I think it's yeah. important that you add your voice, that you lend your voice and your situation as well to the group, so that yeah. the collective grows. But we will share That's those right. details and all of and, the best. It's so, yeah,
2: it's so difficult as because now when we try and do these applications for mm-hmm. uh, loan funding and stuff like that, these guaranteed big numbers that they talk about on TV you find that there's absolutely no chance in you getting those those funds available. For example, I did the application a long time ago through the SNME uh, uh, website. Mm. But when you send the documents uh, via the email, their emails are bouncing. When you call the call center, they've got 11 numbers. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, and then you're yeah. stuck. You actually have absolutely nothing... No, to absolutely.
0: Help you out. It's been very so cumbersome for, for a lot of people. Yeah, the
2: same thing. But they are not using. I'm, I'm fortunate enough because I belong to a franchise group. Mm. But if someone is just independent, just like the lady you are speaking to from Zuretro, for example, then it becomes a big challenge. What do you do then? Because yes. you've got people that are sitting at home doing absolutely nothing, that you yeah. have to try and get something for. Then you, you go the personal loan route and then try to just have something for them in the meantime and hope that you will be open by whatever Sunday. date.
0: Mm, I hear yeah. you, Mandisi. Mm, thank you. Thank you for adding those points to the conversation. Yeah, uh, let's also very go, important. Yeah. Let's also go to Wesley calling from uh, China Specs CBD. Hi, Wesley. Hi, Azania. Are
3: you well? Yes, very good. Good, good. Quick one. Um, yeah, first of all, I just feel, I feel for, for the restaurant industry, um, and not just the restaurant industry, but everybody that's, that's trading in shopping centres mm-hmm. that aren't able to trade because it's just a dire situation.
1: Yeah.
3: But, and and I've, been, I've been in the franchising gang for 18 years. Um, I've just recently got out of it and pursued my own interest. Um, but you've also got to... And I've negotiated with lots of landlords before. We also have to look at it from a landlord's perspective. So while I completely agree and the support, because I used to push this agenda all the time, is to go on to a turnover-based rental The problem with only a sole, with with the turnover-based rental as a a, a complete means of of paying rent doesn't actually help the landlord. And the reason is because turnover is not guaranteed. So you can never fix a value to a lease. And when you're in the property business and you've got property funds, people invest in property funds to make a return. Now, when somebody signs a lease, that's basically a commitment, say so, okay, over 60 months, right. let's say I'm paying you a okay. 1,000 rand a month over 60 months. What's uh, that, 60,000 rand, so there's value, there's 60,000 mm-hmm, rand value mm-hmm. up front. So, when it's on a, a complete turnover basis, there isn't, there isn't a value.
1: Right, and so Grace...
3: Uh, let's no, let's that's hear what, from that's Chris as you the pressure comes in, right, in terms of the landlord yeah, from, mm, from, mm, mm, from a from mm, property fund point of view mm, because yeah. they cannot it's not tangible. Yeah. So, yeah. and whilst I agree, I mean yes, right now we're in completely different times, we're in mm. unique times. So, so landlords also have to come to the party, That mm. that is Banks really, as well. the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, that's why we work on a very low basic as uh, a standard to say, listen. Cool, have your to another okay. on the low months. Let's, let's fix that. So you always have to pay something. Because no, absolutely. I think there has, there
0: has to be a flaw. There has to be a flaw to this. But absolutely. Wesley, thanks for that no, call. I, I hear you. Yes. That makes Grace, a lot of sense. Mm. A quick wrap from you. And how do mm. um, people who are listening right now want to contribute, whether they are sit-down restaurant owners but even as landlords or lawyers or you know anyone who thinks that they can add something to what is going to be a very important conversation that's going to require that we think differently? Mm.
1: So um, I think we can send your producer the link yeah, And people can just click on there. We've got a website already. Mm-hmm. And the next phase of our work is to get together the people of the ecosystem. Okay. Because my dream, our dream is that there are solutions that arise from collaboration. Because we all know only through diversity are you going to reach anything that will be meaningful and well-intended. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have the website name,
1: the details? Uh, yeah, it's long. Hey? Oh, nice. I see.
0: So let's do yeah. the link. That's and why then... I
1: know you don't want all the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> www.bedbedbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's YouTube fine. Or, yeah. So oh, what we'll
0: endeavor to do, do is, okay. is do an article on this and a podcast, of course, and uh, refer our listeners to that article with our digital team. Thank you. Thank you. Grace, thank you. Thank you. And, oh, Thanks for
1: hearing us. to everyone
0: involved. Thank you.
1: Okay, ciao.
0: That's Grace Harding, and she's the spokesperson for this new formation. It's an non-profit no-fee group that is trying to unify the voice of all sit-down restaurants in South Africa. They're truly embattled at the moment and they're trying to find a way forward doing things differently because they play such an important li- uh, important role um, in the, the they, they are at the heart and part of that crucial social life of any city. Um, and we'd love to see sit-down restaurants remain even post the lockdown. And so we will, um, you'll find the details on 702 as soon as that article is done.